Good morning. Good job. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> this is episode 35 of Sodom and I, and my name is Jordan. Mixing it up a little bit today, that's all right. So today, the title of our episode is going to be Discouragement Discussion. He gives strength to the weary. Right, so we are going to look at a few verses, and then we're going to look at some associated stories. And because we already went through the first story, I'm going to read um, the whole book of the second one. It's only four chapters. If you cannot bear to read four chapters of the Bible, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very short and pretty to the point. So. The first verse we are going to be looking at is in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Whip out your ah, Bibles. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. We are speaking on discouragement. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an NIV. That way no one is confused or anything. Pretty universal. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is... I'm going to read in King. Today we, we going to go to NKJV. Let's go to New King James Version. Huh? We'll read some NKJV. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We're going to keep this in NKJV, period. Yeah. All right. Second, let's go to 1 Samuel, which is not far. I try and keep these uh biblically, biblically, biblically uh in order. Because I don't, I don't like to bounce around and whatnot. If we're going to go front to back, we need to go front to back. If we're going to go back to front, let's go back to front. But we're going front to back today. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. All right. Now David was greatly distressed. Look at that. We just read his prayer uh, yesterday. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because of the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Mm. David is pretty inspiring. He, uh, Even though he, he went through some tough times, I don't think he ever gave up on God. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Mm. Let's go to Psalm chapter 42, the 42nd Psalm, song, verse 11. Why would you do this? Please, maybe later. Thank you. All right. 11, 11. Oh, this one was real short. Why are you cast down, O my soul? 
And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him in help of my countenance and my God. Now, I do believe that this one was also written by David. Let me go to the um, the website I was on earlier. Alloundjesus.com, right? Fell into despair. That's not the one we're on right now. We're on David. We're in Psalms. Yeah. First Samuel. Yeah, I did change the order of this. There we go. All right. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. That says ESV. English Standard Version, I'm going to assume. Mm-hmm. From the bi- from the above Bible verse, we see that David's soul was discouraged and weary, but he didn't understand why, hence the question. It's like he was thinking, I am discouraged, but it ought not to be. I am confused what is going on. Mm-hmm. But we can infer that it was due to feelings of hopelessness because in the end, he mentioned hope in God. His question is not the question of someone who thought it was normal for him to be discouraged. For him to have questioned his feelings, he was probably trying to find a resolution for his inner turmoil. So he encouraged himself with these words. Hope in God, I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Mm. Mm -hmm. If there is one thing we should emulate from David... It's his ability to encourage himself. Mm -hmm. David never failed to encourage himself in the Lord whenever he was discouraged. And we all need to learn how to do that daily. That's a bar. Right? And now uh, the next one we are, excuse me, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scrolled right past it. Good job. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when desire, when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, but when the desire comes, it's italicized. Mm-hmm. It is a tree of life. Oh, while it's on my mind right now, I'm just gonna pause. I'm gonna stick a pin in this and come right back to it. And, you know, I'm listening back to a couple of my previous episodes, and I do want to clarify that as I read these stories, guys, like, I, you know, I I try and do my research prior to speaking about it on the internet, but I'm, I'm learning as well as you guys are. So in some of these previous ones before, we're we're just going to start saying this episode, because I like to fact check now, before, um... Before this this episode, in some of them, I might be saying like a, a wrong name or something. I know I was talking to, I think I said uh, David when I meant to say Saul slash Paul. Um, but just I'm just acknowledging it now, just so no one ever in the future is like, oh, she said this the wrong way. She don't know what she's talking about. And you know what? I didn't. <laughs> that's not cap and it also doesn't make me feel bad because i'm willing to acknowledge my faults which is what i'm doing right now so lord help me 
speak clearly to your people. I pray before each of these now. I used to, uh, I did a couple of them on air, but I feel like it's a little bit more personal between me and my God when I speak to him before speaking to you guys. When I speak to him individually before speaking to you guys. So, um, you know, I, I heard that before because I try and listen to the Daily Covenants every day. Sometimes I don't want to read it off the paper, but I still want it to be spoken of my life, over my life. And um, I heard that I said something about David when I knew it was about someone else now. I was like, eh, let me fact check that real quick. And then I went and I was like, ah, that is not the same person. That is a different person and a different story along with that name. But you know, we're humans. I'm not the Lord. I got a little bit of him in me, but I am not him. So I'm not going to be perfect all the time. And neither are you guys. We're all uh, just trying to get better on this planet. Mm -hmm. So going back to that pen, taking it out because we're back in here. Proverbs 3.12. We're going to look at this in... Let's look at this in KJV, regular KJV. Uh, it's the same thing. Let's look at it in TPT. Mm-hmm. Or my verse 12. When hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. I like the tra the passion translation. It's passionate. Mm. All right. Now, let, we're going to switch back to it. Because uh, if you have the U version... You know, the Bible app, the in the Passion Translation, it's only available from Psalms to the end of Revelation. It's not available for anything prior to Psalms. So you're not going to find any uh, TPT in Genesis or even Micah. Or let's see, what's the last, the very last book right before um, Matthew Obadiah, Zechariah, Malachi. Oh, wow. LOL. So, um, Malachi. So from Genesis to Malachi, you're not going to find any of the Passion Translation. Unless maybe you use another app or something. I don't know. You, you version seems pretty on top of their stuff. So if it's not here, I don't know if it's anywhere. But continuing, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 14. Mm-hmm. I did not mean to highlight that. Let me unclick that real quick. There we go. We're going to look at Exodus chapter 14. Jordan, this sounds so familiar. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you pay attention and have a great memory. We did go through this before, right? This is about the story of Moses and him leading the Israelites through the wilderness, you know. And we remember them getting kind of spicy with uh <laughs> getting kind of spicy with uh Moses. So verse 10. <clears throat> We're gonna go from 10 to 12. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. The children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. They said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt. Hast thou taken us away into the wilderness to die? 
Wherefore hast thou dealt with, you know, thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, so we may serve the Egyptians. And for it, it, it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness, right? They were like, bro, we are about to go home and see the Lord. We finna die. We just got, we just left and we knew that he was tricking us. We were, we listened to you. We listened to you. And now we turn around and there's Pharaoh and like his whole army. And we know they, they're trying to kill us. He got his whole army, bro. We finna die because of you, Moses. We should have just stayed there. If we just stayed in Egypt and serve the Egyptians for the rest of our lives, we wouldn't have to have a death so bad as this. Were there not enough of our graves in Egypt? You took... Ah, ah, right? And what's the very next couple verses? Because I've got to read 13 and 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. You to highlight that one. I like that. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Don't get discouraged. The Lord will fight for you, and he will hold your peace. You have to believe. You gotta believe. You see how, how confidently Moses said that to the people? Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. He knew it was gonna happen. When Moses said all this stuff, he knew. You know, it was crazy. He said all this and he didn't even know what he was about to do. He, he said this. And he didn't even know what he was about to do. He just knew that God was going to bring him up out of that situation. He just knew. Right? And then uh, he said, the Lord will fight for you. You shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, because I like this story. Wherefore, Christ, thou art to me, unto me. Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his host, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, the great I am, my God that I am the Lord. When I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. Mm. 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 <laughs> this is just so awesome. Like, I love this story. But it's like, you feel the power? The majesty? The ugh. <laughs> The uh guy's just uh <laughs> he just got it like that, you know? Oh man. But then the last uh the last verse slash story associated with what I'm gonna talk about is Jonah 
chapter two, verses two and three. Mm -hmm. That's towards the end of the first. That's Micah. Good job, Jordan. Jonah's only four chapters. I was about to say you can go and read it on your own, but we're going to read it together today. Mm -hmm. So, verses two and three. And said, I cried by the reason, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell I cried, and thou hear, heardest my voice. For thou hadst cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Mm -hmm. Let me read that in uh, AMP. I liked how it sounded in that one. I called out of my trouble and distress to the Lord, and he answered me. Out of the belly of the shoal I cried for help, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the deep heart of the seas, and the current surrounded and engulfed me. All of your breakers and billowing waves passed over me. Mm. Highlight these two. All right, so let's go to chapter one of Jonah. Jonah's disobedience listen to this i like this story now the word of the lord came to jonah the son of amittai amittai that makes sense yes i should have listened to this versus reading it hearing it in my uh i like listen to the dramatized version and niv it gives you the proper pronunciation and stuff but let's just say amittai now the Lord, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim judgment against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away to talk to Tarshish to escape from the presence of the Lord in his duty as his prophet. Now, where can you go to escape the presence of the Lord? Nowhere, nowhere. He everywhere. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarn Tarnshish. Tarshish. <laughs> the most report, uh, remote of the trading cities, right? So he paid the fare, went down into the ship to go with them to, sh to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But the Lord hurled a great wind toward the sea, and there was a the violent tempest on the sea. So that the ship was about to break up. Then the sailors were sore afraid. And each man cried out to his God. And to lighten the ship and diminish the danger. They threw the ship's cargo into the sea. But Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship. And had lain down and was sound asleep. Jonah was peaceful. <laughs> he was in heavenly. He was sleeping. So the captain came up to him and said, how can you stay asleep? Get up call on your God. Perhaps your God will give a thought to us so that we will not perish. So right here, I'd like to point out that when it says God, the G is in lowercase. So that means uh, the people on the ship, they all didn't uh, worship the same God, even though there was only one God. They weren't all talking about the same, you know, God. So that's why it's in a lowercase g for whenever you guys do go and read this for yourself and highlight stuff on your own, right? 
They said to another, come, let us cast lots so that we may learn who is to blame for this disaster. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. <laughs> God said it was him. They said to him, now tell us who is to blame for this disaster. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? And what is your country? Because we need to figure this out now. The ship in a break. So he said to them, I am a Hebrew. And I reverently fear and worship the Lord, the God of heaven, capital G now, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men became extremely frightened and said to him, how could you do this? For the men knew that he was running from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Right. Let me see what this little blurb says. It says Jonah probably had informed them that when he first boarded. Uh, but they may not have taken him seriously, or perhaps they were just indifferent to his reason for the voyage. Now that they were in mortal danger, they believed him. So, you know, they, he probably gave them the prior knowledge. Then they said to him, what should we do to you so that the sea will become calm for us? For the sea was becoming more and more violent. Jonah said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. The sea will become calm for you, for I know that it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard. They're like, bro, we're not doing that. <laughs> we are not doing that. Breaking through the waves to return to their land, but they could not because the sea had become, it became more violent, surging higher against them. They called on the Lord and said, please, O Lord, do not let us perish because of taking this man's life. Do not make us accountable for innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as you please. Yeah, they're like, I mean, please, right? So they picked up Jonah, threw him into the sea, and the sea stopped its raging. And then the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared, anointed, destined a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. Mm -hmm. Next. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the stomach of the fish and said, I called out of my trouble and distress to the Lord. And he answered me. Out of the belly of the shoal, I cried for help. And you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the deep heart of the seas, and the currents engulfed me. All your breakers, billowing waves pass over me. So he's like, thank you, Lord. And now there's no blurb here, but one could assume that uh, when they tossed Jonah out of the boat, he was like, Lord, please, please don't kill me for trying to escape you. I am so sorry. Please, Father, spare my life. And he did. Why did that turn on? Lovely. Need to charge my phone for you guys. Because <clears throat> this is not going to stop until I am finished. Mm -hmm. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. Nevertheless, I will look toward your holy temple. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Like I said, I am not editing these videos. It's all right. It's okay to be authentically you guys. No one needs to think you're perfect. And this isn't utterly professional. So we're here now. 
I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I descended to the very roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me, bolting me in forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit of death. O oh Lord, my God, when my soul was fainting within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you in your holy temple. Those who regard and follow worthless idols turn away from their living source of mercy and loving kindness. But as for me, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I shall pay that which I have vowed. Salvation is from the Lord. So the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. Mm -hmm. Nineveh repents. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Go to Nineveh, the great city, <laughs> and declare, it, declare, it, uh, declare to it the message which I'm going to tell you, right? So Jonah went to Nineveh in accordance with the word of the Lord. Now, Nineveh was an exceedingly great city. It was about a three days walk, about 60 miles in circumference, right? It was really, really big. Then on the first day's walk, Jonah began to go through the city and he called out and said, 40 days more remain and then Nineveh will be overthrown. The people of Nineveh believed and trusted God, and they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth and pentient mourning from the greatest even to the least of them. So, taking a pause, notice that the city of Nineveh in the beginning in chapter one, I'm going to go back. God said, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim judgment against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Notice that it said they were wicked, but it also says they believed and trusted in God. You don't have to be a non-believer to do wicked things and to live in, in you know, to, to do wicked things and have wicked ways. You don't have to be a non-believer. It says right there, they believed and trusted in God so much that they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. Mm. You can be a believer and still mess up sometimes. You can be a believer and still have ways of living that may not be pleasing to God. So we got to check ourselves sometimes. And not only that, we got to repent. Right? When word reached the king of Nineveh of Jonah's message from God, he rose from his throne took off his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the dust in repentance. I don't think a lot of kings uh, back, you know, in this day would have taken off, you know, got off their throne and then covered themselves in dust and worn a sackcloth. A lot of them, their pride, their ego was too big, right? But this one, from the lowest man to the king took their clothes off and repented in sackcloths and the king in dust right 
there probably there probably wasn't any dust inside the palace and there was you know a lot of dust outside they all they always do the tour the clothes whenever they were like shook <laughs> they always tore their clothes and then put on sackcloths and you know sat in the streets and stuff because they're like i am lowly i deserve nothing but the word of god boom he issued a proclamation and it said in nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles no man animal herd or flock is to taste anything they are not to eat or drink water but both man and animal must be covered with sackcloth I read this earlier and imagined uh, me putting Brooklyn in a sackcloth and him just vibing. <laughs> and everyone is to call on God earnestly and forcefully that which may turn from his wicked way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn in compassion and relent and withdraw his burning anger, his burning judgment, so that we will not perish when God saw their deeds, I'm going to highlight this actually, this is verse 10 in chapter 3, when God saw their deeds, that they turned from their wicked way, then God had compassion and relented concerning the disaster which he had declared that he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. So I think that this is a really, really great example of how, um, you know, sometimes what you do can change your future because if these people if they had you know received the word from jonah or received the word of god through jonah and they kept going through their wicked ways and they're like yeah man whatever bro then what god said would happen would have surely happened but we have the power we have the power this is why we're supposed to repent it changes your life these people were all going to be like erased because I, I was reading uh Isaiah and Micah I was telling you guys like yesterday or something and uh when God's hand is raised it is raised I'm not gonna lie I read one of those chapters and was absolutely flabbergasted you don't want him to not show you mercy this is why we need to have a fear of God it's not a fear of him it's a fear of the things he will do but we don't listen to him and God is not a man. So don't think about it like I, like we're talking about, you know, your dad on earth. If he doesn't listen to you, you know, if you don't listen to the words he say, then, you know, you're going to get punished and stuff like that. No, this is this is the Lord we're speaking about. This is the creator of us we're speaking about. If he says you're doing something wrong, then take a step back, repent, and change your ways. Because you don't want... <laughs> We don't want none of what, we don't want none of what they had, man. We don't want it. We don't want to try God. We don't want to try him. <laughs> I encourage you guys to read, uh, you know, Isaiah. Like I haven't gotten completely through Isaiah, but read the first couple of chapters before it gets to the restoration part. <laughs> get, get, go to the desolation part. Don't, don't get to the restoration part just yet. Go ahead and, uh, Read what happened when he, you know, upraised his hand. Because it went on for, for a couple of chapters and his hand was still raised. I was like, woo chale. Woo chale. Lord, I don't I do not want you to raise your hand at me like that. 
I want to submit. <laughs> but continuing. John, this is chapter four. We're already on the last chapter. It hasn't even been like a whole 10 minutes. Jonah's displeasure rebuked. So, when God saw their deeds, or this is, you know, I went back one verse. When God saw their deeds, they that turned from their wicked way, then God had compassion and relented concerning the disaster which he had declared that he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. But it greatly displeased Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still in my country? So he feels like, I said you were like this already. I already know you were like this. But this wasn't for Jonah. Jonah was just the microphone. You gotta, you gotta accept when God is using you for other people. There's a lot of things. This thing is more than a just than just a discouragement discussion. Understand that you are not here for you. You are here for the good of God's kingdom. Does that mean that God don't want to take care of you? No, that's not what that means. Of course he wants to take care of you. He loves you. But sometimes, even when you already know something, maybe because you already know it, he expects you to just fall in line. You know? So let him use you. He said, oh, Lord, what is this not what I said when I was still in my country? This is why I ran to Tarshish, because I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. And when sinners turn to you, you revoke the sentence of disaster against them. Therefore, now, oh, Lord, just take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Wow. And the Lord said, do you have a good reason to be angry, bro? <laughs> this is like a child having a temper tantrum. This is exactly what that is. God is like, do you really, do you have a good reason to be angry? What are you actually angry about? <laughs> and then Jonah went out of the city and sat east of it. There he made himself a shelter and sat under its shade so that he could see what would happen in the city. So the Lord God prepared a plant and grew it up over Jonah to be a shade over his head and spare him from discomfort. And then Jonah was extremely happy about the protection of the plant. <laughs> but God prepared a worm and when morning dawned the next day, it attacked the plant and it withered. Then the sun came up and God prepared a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on Jonah's head so that he fainted and he wished to die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, do you have a good reason to be angry about the loss of the plant? And he said, I have a very good reason to be angry, angry enough to die. And then the Lord said, you had compassion on the plant for which you did not work and which you did not cause to grow, which came up overnight and perished overnight. Should I not have compassion on Nineveh, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 innocent persons who do not know the difference between their right and left hand and are not yet accountable for sin? as well as many blameless animals. 
and then that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of chapter four, and there is no chapter five. The next book is Micah. <laughs> but you see how he just be teaching lessons. John was like, what? You had me come over here, and you didn't even destroy these people. I'd have rather had you made me come over here. I tell them they didn't listen, and then you killed 120,000 people. Clearly, he didn't know, you know, that many people were in there, and he probably felt like a fool, probably felt real crunchy after he you know, was like, I have a very good reason to be angry, angry enough to die. I think at that point, he was just like, man, I don't care what happens to me right now. I'm just mad that I feel, I've, he felt like he went over there for no reason at all. But he didn't go over there for him. And you see, God said, you gonna go over there, whether uh, you like it or not. You either gonna go over there willingly on a boat, or you gonna go in there in the belly of a whale. Three days, three nights. That's how long the journey is. You could have been comfy. Could have been comfy on top of, in a boat. You know, I would have gave you safe passage. There would have been no uh, messed up, you know, winds and waves. But because you did not listen, you will feel my wrath. And he got ate up by a whale. Swallowed up by a whale. And then when he was like, I will lift my voice up, you know, in thanksgiving to God, regardless, in the belly of the whale. Because I could have died, but I'm still here. He he was alive. Yeah, he was like, I could have died, but I'm still here. You answered my prayers, Lord, so I will listen to you. And then the whale just spit him up <laughs> on the shore of Nineveh. And God was like, all right, continuing. <laughs> Go ahead and say the word that I told you to say. That's That's awesome. I can only imagine what the inside of a whale uh, feels like, you know? He was probably so scared, you know, there was no lights. <laughs> it was probably it was probably really, 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 really stank in there. Oh my gosh. She was in the stomach of a whale for three days. That man, that man had to feel so blessed to see the sun, but he couldn't even take it in. Because he was in the belly of the whale by his own doing. So he had to get out the belly of the whale and then go straight into the city. They were probably like, where did, where did this man come from? And then they heard what he said and they got their, you know, they got their minds right. But yeah, this is a, I like this story because it shows us most of the time what happens when we're hard headed. Give me one second. shows us what happens when we think we know better than God. And he's always going to be like, I'll let you go. <laughs> I'll let you go to a certain extent, and then I'll show you. <laughs> God has a really nice sense of humor. <laughs> but now we are going to read our Whispers of Wisdom for Girls. Ah, and today is day 25. Mm. Seek and you will find. Hallelujah. If you want God, he is there. He's not hiding. He truly wants to be with you. God loves you. Yes, he does. Amen. Mm, excuse me. He truly wants a special relationship with you but he will never force himself upon you. 
Ooh, I saw, or somebody said that in church. God is a gentleman. He not just go and barge in. That's another way to decipher your thoughts and stuff. He's not going to barge in. He'll come in when you invite him in. You got to let him in, right? He truly wants a special relationship with you, but he will never force himself upon you. He wants you to desire his presence in your life. He has promised that if you seek him with your whole heart, you will find him. He won't hide in hard places. You just need to go to the right place to discover him. Spend time with God today. Talk to him in prayer. Talk to him as you would talk to your best friend. That is what he wants to be. Aw. <laughs> I, I told God a couple days ago, I was like, you're my best friend. <laughs> you're my best friend. <laughs> Share your joys with him. Share your troubles. Let him experience everything with you. Then choose a passage from the Bible and let God talk to you. Seek him with your heart and you will find him. Mm -hmm. whisper of wisdom but if from thence thou shalt seek the lord thy god thou shalt find him if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29 kjv baby kjv so seek god with all of your heart and you will you will find him Keep up the faith. Don't don't get discouraged. I know sometimes it's really easy and I can relate to it. I say don't get discouraged, but sometimes I do. But, you know, I, I also go back and listen to these recordings. So this is not just for y'all. <laughs> it's for me, too. When you get discouraged, think about how God gives strength to the weary and know that you are loved and everything will be all right, even if it's not going according to your plan. It will be going according to his. So I appreciate you guys staying here. Today we're, you know, we went past 42 minutes a little bit, but we ain't at 45. <laughs> so I appreciate you. If you guys are feeling a little under the weather like I am, I know y'all heard my sniffling. Go ahead and get you some Robitussin like I am. My Robitussin's almost done. I'm going to have to get some more soon. But stay safe, stay healthy, keep yourselves up. Make sure you exercise, get in them squats, get in a little jog, jog, full body exercise, whatever you need to do, you know, make sure you get it done and upkeep your body because, you know, our body is our temple for the Lord. Respect the Lord by respecting your body and taking care of it. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you guys have a great night. And get some good rest. I love you.